Welcome to the 24 Flicks Entertainment Podcast. Get the latest in entertainment news. Listen to exciting and powerful interviews from artists, actors, directors, writers, comedians, and much, much more. Introducing your host for the show, Marty Jean Louis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show Kaylee Keller. Kaylee is an artist. She is a writer. She's an actress. She's a speaker. So welcome, Kaylee. Hi, Marty. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. We're going to talk all about you today. We're going to get to know you and all about Kaylee. It's all about you today. You're an up and coming artist uh, and future celebrity. <laughs> and a lot no. of people <laughs> a lot of people need to know who you are. So tell me, when did you start singing? I started singing before I could talk. Um, my mom is a singer and she would sing to me when she was pregnant with me. So by the time she had me, and would rock me to sleep. She said that I was humming as a baby. So she would sing me a little song and, you know, rock me to sleep. And I would hum it with her and try and, like, match pitch. Oh, <laughs> so that's so cute. I've been singing since birth, essentially. Wow. And you also, I understand you play the guitar also. I do. I do. So I picked up guitar is that something? Younger. Is that something you learn on your own or... Kind of, kind of. I'm, I'm half self-taught and then half professionally taught. So I picked it up a couple times when I was younger, but I was not very disciplined as a kid. I really had a hard time practicing. And so I picked up many instruments as a child and I would never follow through with practicing them. So none of it really ever stuck with me. And then when I actually started really jumping into the music industry about six years ago, I realized that it was time for me to pick up an instrument and that would help my songwriting. And so when I re-picked it back up, I was trying to do some self-teaching and it worked for a while, but um, a really good friend of mine now, his name is Grant Michael and he toured with Taylor Swift for most of her career. Um, he had moved back to Nashville after their Red Tour and I got in contact with him and he taught me how to play guitar and he is an incredible teacher, so I really owe my ability to him. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to ask, you know, at what point did you realize, you know what, this is the thing I was meant to do, singing and songwriting and playing music? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like the Lord instilled it in my heart from a really early age. It was almost just something that was just put there. And I remember it being sparked as early as five to six years old. I would put on shows for my family and um, my brothers would sing and act with me and we'd put on these little family skits. And I just loved it. It was just like instilled in me that I loved to perform. And then my mom introduced me to Shirley Temple movies uh, around the age of six and seven. And literally from like six to like nine to 10, I would watch all kinds of Shirley Temple movies, every movie she was in. And I realized then that it's something that could be a career because Shirley could tap dance. She could sing. She could, um, 
what else? So, Sing, so dance, are you tap, saying you perform. can tap dance? Can you tap dance? I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can. So when I seen Shirley clog and tap dance, I told my mom, and this is the exact verbiage I used, Mom, I want a snappy dance too. <laughs> and so <laughs> I didn't even know what they called it. I thought it was snappy dance. Um, and so she enrolled me in some classes in my, my hometown, but nobody in my hometown was taking tap lessons. So I was the only one for like many years that did tap and clog dancing just because I wanted to be like Shirley Temple. So I do, I'm a tap and a clog dancer of many years. Wow. Um, Okay. And, but yeah, it was, it was seeing Shirley Temple bring joy to the screen and all of her movies through entertainment. And that's when I realized, oh my goodness. I want to do that. That's what I'm called to do. That's that's it. Awesome. I'm going to follow Shirley Temple's path. But the curls are not as cute on me as they were her. <laughs> I tried them. It's not a good look for me. That I cannot copy off of her. <laughs> well, she has to get something over you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, today, who is your favorite musical artist? And who do you follow a lot? That is a hard question because there are so many gifted and talented artists in all genres of music. Um, so I guess I like different artists for different reasons, but one person who I like both her music and her character, her name's um, Jamie Grace. And she was an artist that came out when I was in middle school and I listened to all of her albums. And she um, was signed with a major label, had stuff on the radio and everything for many years. And then she kind of disappeared and you didn't really hear about her. And now she's a completely independent artist. And she just uses social media and Spotify to get her music out. And so I follow her on Instagram. I fangirl her. Um, and I just love that she is still making music out of the comfort of her home with her family. So I would say Jamie Grace. Yeah, absolutely. We know Jamie. Uh, we had a chance to interview Jamie Grace. Uh, she is also an actress. <laughs> um, and uh, she got a baby recently, I think last year, I believe. Um, I think you need to connect us because I think she would be the coolest friend ever. <laughs> She's one of those people you meet and you're like, I just, as much as I love your music, I really just want to be your friend because you seem like the coolest girl ever. So can we you just can make be that happen, friends? I, we just, just, just be friends. That's all. Yeah, let's do it. Um, awesome. So Jamie is really, really cool. Really like her a lot. And she's very like you, like music, play guitar, acting, all of that. I think you guys would hit it off. I do too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, okay, so you said you, you, you write your own music for the most part, right? Like, what is typically the inspiration? What makes you write something? Did something happen in your life? You're like, okay, you know what? I got to write about this. Yes, I think there's so many times where the inspiration changes. You know, sometimes I watch a movie, sometimes I get on social media, but the drive always comes from if I could speak to this audience, what would I say differently than what current culture is saying or what social media is saying to them? Um, and so that's kind of how I write. You know, I write with a message of what truth can I tell 
my listeners to actually add value to their life and to add worth instead of um, lie to them in a pretty package and tell them to, uh, I don't know, give it away, which is sadly what our culture shares. Right. I mean, do you think people listen to the lyrics or, man, this was a good beat, this is good music? Do they? Do you think they really listen to the lyrics? Yes, people listen to the lyrics. I, I hear that argument a lot saying, oh, I don't listen to lyrics or I only listen to the catchy beat or vice versa, whatever. But the truth is your brain, whether you think that you're consciously trying to memorize the lyrics, music has a scientific ability to, um, I don't know, become a part of you to tuck itself away in your brain. So even if you think you're only listening to a beat or only listening to the words, it's actually getting embedded in who you are and you're remembering the lyrics, you're remembering the beats, you're remembering the entire, everything about the song. So what you're saying is you got to be careful to what you're listening to, even if it's got a catchy beat and you think you're not paying attention to the lyrics. It's a very powerful tool. And so you do have to be careful what you listen to because you, um, what you listen to, you'll start to implement, you'll start to become. So, all right, so let's move on a little bit. Um, it's, it's time that we listen to some of your music. I'm really excited about uh, your music uh, that you've written. Uh, let's talk about Diamond. Well, let's listen to Diamond f and let the audience listen to your wonderful music. Thank you. Okay, give it a play. Okay, that was so good. That was so good. So good. So what was <laughs> the inspiration you. behind that? And uh, why did you write it? So Diamond, actually, it came from a very personal experience for me. Um, when I was in high school, I was the victim of sexual harassment for a good year and a half. And it was something that was very shameful um, it was a group of upperclassmen guys. Um, it was actually a big group of them. It was like five or six guys. And they decided to start bullying me and harassing me. And it started because I, I wouldn't conform and I didn't have the same beliefs that they believed. And I am not one to make bad choices for my life. So like I wouldn't sleep around with them. I wouldn't smoke and get high and do drugs with them. And because I was different and because I said no, um, it brought a lot of opposition. And what started into bullying then turned into sexual harassment. And I was starting to get threatened about um, 
you know, if I wouldn't join them, then they were going to take it from me. They're going to take um, things of value from me, you know, whether that be uh, my desire to not want to sleep with them. Um, if I didn't want to do drugs with them, if I didn't want to do stuff, they would just threaten that they would do it anyway. And so I'd have to watch out. I'd get this at school. I'd get it at home from them, both in the community and at school. And then sadly, it even started to overpour into church some, and I was getting it from some of them at my church. So it became this really dark season of my life where no matter where I went, there was oppression. And the oppression came because I wouldn't conform and I would not um, compromise who I am and what I stood for because somebody told me to. But what I noticed was when people start telling you what your worth is, it's really easy to believe them. So this group of guys were telling me that my worth um, was objectification and that I was itemized and that I deserved to be bullied and that because I didn't want to do what they did, that made me less than, that made me um, a goody two-shoes, that made me, and things that I valued, unvaluable. And when you hear that message over and over and over from most of the culture that you're around, it can really affect the way that you live your life. And even though you don't maybe do those things, you start to question who you are. So it was a season where I was like, you know, I'm not doing these things by choice, but I still feel devalued and I still feel like something must be wrong with me and that, that I, maybe I am awful or maybe I am who they say that I am because why would they say it if it wasn't true? And during that time, my mom, um, she stood right by my side. She was very protective over me. She did everything that she could do as a mother to protect her child. Um, she did an incredible job. And she would say, Kaylee, every, no matter where you go in life, somebody is going to tell you what your worth is. Whether you get on social media, whether it's people at school, whether it's family members, that is something that someone is always going to tell you what your worth is. But the truth is, Nobody can define your worth, only the person who created you. And my mom and I are Christians, so we believe that like we are created by the ultimate creator, which is Christ, which is God. So she would open up the word and she would read to me and the scriptures and she would tell me like, God thinks that you are so valuable. God thinks that you are more precious than any rubies and gems and diamonds. You have such high worth and this is truth and this is foundation. So no matter what people tell you, you cannot believe them because the one who created you, his word says this about you. And that pulled me out of a dark place and actually made me stronger in who I was and what I stood for. And I realized that there are so many people that are going through similar situations. I mean, if you even look, you've got the Me Too movement. You've got so many. We just We live in a culture that's been very high percent levels of abuse and of hurt. Okay. And so I realized that he allowed me to write songs and to make music, to tell people truth, to get them out of situations that I was in. Great. So you, I'm assuming you were about 14, 15 years old. I mean, that's like really a, a tough age to having to deal with that. Um, did you go to any sort of, depression state or anxiety 
or even having thoughts of suicide? I very much went through it was kind of, it was kind of a wave. I very much went through fits of like depression. Yes, anxiety. Probably anxiety was probably a daily thing because I'd have to go to school and face these people and come home to them every day. So I definitely went through the wave of depression and anxiety. Um, and I think that, you know, it was something that it just, it was kind of a wave, but I was really blessed because when I had those really dark moments, I had a supportive figure in my life, which was my mom. And so she was always helping me kind of cope or talk through things with me and just having her support would really pull me out of those really heavy times. So I can't imagine not having anybody to talk to and not having that supportive figure, whether it be a counselor or whether it be a parent um, or a friend, that would be really difficult to completely do it alone. Um, but I was really blessed to at least talk it through with her and, and she'd always really be supportive and help me any way she could. And, and cheer me up and right. and um and I think it's yeah, I know? think I think it's really important to to talk to someone. A lot of times, you know, kids like to hold things to themselves. And it's it's not a good thing to hold on to. Uh when you start talking to someone, you release. And I think and I think it's important for anybody who's listening, if you're going through any types of depression or anxiety or even suicidal thoughts, please talk to someone, someone you trust uh, and get help. So I wish we could talk more about this. And I'm sure at some point we'll have you back again. And we'll talk more about this. Um, but we got some more of your music to listen to. Uh, let's listen to Get Back Up. full of lies saying everybody hurts and everybody cries you look like sunny weather but summer always ends so come on and knock me down and watch me get back up again Another good one. Um, I've got to ask the same question. What What's the message behind this? Uh, the message behind Get Back Up. You know, it kind of stems from the same place. It's essentially, you know, when you go through things in your life that are hard and you feel like people are trying to bring you down or you're going through 
that situation where somebody is kind of playing with you like a game, you know, like you feel like you're being played like a game, whether it be, you know, in the industry or in your career or in your family or by people. Um, it's just a way of saying like, you know what, it doesn't even matter because I'm bigger than this and I'm going to get back up because, you know, I've got a purpose to live. So I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep going regardless how you treat me. So is this an empowering like? I love it. Wow. I love it. We got one um, more yeah. song. We got one more song to listen to. I love your music, by the way. So let's let's listen Thank to you. Let Your Love. Okay, another great song. I love this one also. So what's the message? What was the inspiration? I am a sucker for a good love song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love just a beautiful romantic ballad. So I have to, on every one of my EPs or anything I release, there's got to be a good, wholesome, sweet love song. And that's the inspiration. It's just good love. <laughs> I, I've got to ask, I mean, your music is so good. I've got to ask, why haven't you been discovered by a major label yet? Thank you. I so appreciate that. Uh, I have been discovered by major labels, and I have spoken with a couple and been in meetings with, with some. But I think, the and I was offered a couple contracts, and the contracts just weren't something that would help me as an artist. They were something that wasn't really in my favor. It was, you know, in favor of the label or completely taking ownership over um, my work. And I just really felt like I wasn't supposed to sign with them because, you know, you can contractually signing something is a really big agreement and it's for many years. And I didn't want to put myself in a, a position where I'd get stuck. So I have a really great lawyer who really looks out for me. And so, um, and at this point, I just decided it was better for me to stay independent. And we'll just see what goes on from there, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. it comes back around and it's a good contract. You never awesome. know. Awesome. Good for you. I'm glad uh, you have somebody that's looking over your contract. And I'm sure your mom is also uh, playing lawyer <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> 
So I, I, she is to some regard for sure. She's a very great mom. She's very protective over me. Uh, and then I have a sweet lawyer who can figure out what the legal terms mean. So for <laughs> any musicians and artists listening, get yourself a good lawyer. And if you want mine, follow me on social media and message me and I'll give you <laughs> the name of his company. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So now we've talked a lot about your music. Let's talk about your acting career. Tell me a little bit of what you have done and what you'd like to do. I have grown up acting. It was actually kind of my, my first passion in a way. So for me, I always thought that I would do kind of the musical theater Broadway route. So when I was younger, music was really only incorporated through shows and acting. So I grew up just being a part of theater. I did local theater. I've done um, bigger company theater. And I've done, my favorite is music. Love a good musical. Um, wish life was a musical in real life. It would be <laughs> a perfect La La Land. <laughs> um, so I just grew up doing tons of theater. And then I did competitive acting in high school where you compete against different schools and organizations and, you know, went in through an incredible organization called AMTC that was existed at the time, Actors, Models, and Talents for Christ. And I did acting through that and then went to New York and did some acting at some school there, got some scholarships and um, did film acting is that when that kind of started for me. So I started doing film acting as well as some stage acting. So I've done some short films. I've done some, um, kind of little documentary series and then the music thing has kind of taken off. So now I do acting within my music videos. <laughs> there you go. And um, that's kind of where it's at right now. Okay. Is there any goals? Is there anything specific that you'd like to do in the film world? Yeah, I would love to be a part of, um, I have not done a major movie yet or um, I don't know, a long long length movie i've only done you know short films or clips of things so i would love to be in a full movie production and for me what makes a really successful movie um is something that's really compelling something very powerful something that tells a story so i just want to be a part of something that inspires people and compels people or you know changes views and changes culture so i would love to continue to make or to be a part of movies and even stage, you know, acting in the future. As long as it's a really good story, I would love to be a part of it. Oh, awesome. That's fantastic. I'm sure there are producers listening. Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, <Hey>. oh, <laughs> so now I've got to ask, what, what message would you give to young girls and boys as they begin their journey into the entertainment industry? Or what message would you give your young self? Uh, today? That's a really great, great question. Um, there's so much to say. So if I could cap it, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to kind of reiterate what I did a little earlier. You know, culture is going to just like tell you your value and your worth. And I think that the biggest thing is you have the authority to give your worth away or not. Nobody can take it from you. So when somebody tells you that you need to, you know, dress promiscuously to sell records or, you know, model a certain way on your Instagram to get likes or have a certain makeup look or 
you know, be a certain, I don't know what gains, you know, a certain way that you're supposed to look. And that only has authority in your life when you allow it to. And so what I would tell people is when you go into an industry, when you go into, you know, your career calling, when you're online, you get to choose who you are and what defines you and what you stand for and what you believe in. And you stand firm in who you are and what you believe and do not let people or things influence or take that away because the world will constantly try to do that. And you got to stand firm in who you are and know that you have a purpose, know that you were called to make an impact in the world and you are the only you that there will ever be. So you got to be who you were created to be and not let people define who you are. You define who you are. Awesome. I love it. In that same token, I've, you know, what was the best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given. Um, my mom told me this at a really young age. I remember being in about first or second grade when she told me this. Um, the best advice that I was giving, and she told me that words are powerful and you can use them to lift people up and change the world, or you can use them to drag people down and to stop change from happening. And I think that's very true. You know, the words that we speak over ourselves and the words that we speak about others um, actually makes a difference. So for those listening, I would say, be aware of what you speak over yourself and what you speak over other people and what you write about, because words influence culture. I mean, even when you're looking at like the presidential debate and all kinds of political things, it's all word based, you know, words and policies, they change culture. So you're doing the same thing, except you're doing it, you know, in this case, through entertainment. Right. So words have power. Don't forget it. Okay. Got it. Now, you, you've been through a lot. You've learned a lot. And what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? These are so great. Okay, the biggest lesson that I have learned. I think one of the biggest lessons is it matters so much more how you treat people and who you are than what you do. And I think especially in entertainment culture, if you're very talented and you sound good and you play good, you know, it creates a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz. But if your heart and the way that you treat people and the words that you use don't, aren't loving, you know, if you become very like self-centered and, you know, you know, your talent speaks for itself kind of thing, um, you actually lose a lot of opportunities because really what people care about It's how you treat other people and who you are. That's so much more important than what you ever do. You could have any job in the world and it matters what you say to people and, and who you are as a person, how you carry yourself than what it is that you do. Fair. So to me, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that it, it, it just matters who I am so much more than what it is that I do. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for your time. I do have one last question to ask. It's been such a blast getting to know you. Um, so where can people learn more about you and where they can follow your journey, you know, like you and follow you and 
all of that good stuff or even buy your music. Thank you. You know, it's been such a privilege to be on this show. I can't believe our time is already up. That went by. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have to do a sequel. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So people can get in contact with me at KayleeKeller.com. Um, that's my website. So if you go to KayleeKeller.com, you can find my music. Um, my music's available on all platforms, so Spotify, Apple Music, um, anywhere that you listen to music, you can find it. Um, you can find more about my story on my website. You can follow me on social media and all my links are on my website as well. And I really encourage anybody, you know, I love to, as you know, talk. <laughs> so <laughs> if people want to reach out and you have a question about music or me or um, need advice or maybe even need connection, um, I'm more than happy to I'll answer people's messages, you know, DM me and I'll get back with you. And I, I love to help people out because... I was in those shoes and it was sweet people who came and helped me out that got me to where I'm at. So I love to be able to do that for others. And so, yeah, KayleeKeller.com. Fantastic. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. It's been a blast. And uh, I know that you're going to do well. So I look forward to doing the sequel. <laughs> Thanks again for being <laughs> on the show. And we'll talk soon. Such a privilege. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Are you looking for a safe environment to watch movies and shows? Well, look no further. 24 Flicks is your answer. You can watch thousands of movies, TV shows, without ever worrying about sexual content, nudity, or offensive language. You can get started with a free two-week trial with zero obligations. Watch on your mobile device, on your smart TV, anytime, anywhere. Sign up today on your smart device or go to www.24flix.com, the home of unlimited family entertainment.